today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Tech Talk, Adam Oldfield, the president and CEO of FPM and FPM3 Marketing and the president of Vacuman, uh, joins us uh, with the latest on what's going on in the tech world. How you been this week, Adam? You know what? I've been really well, Bill. It's been really busy, actually. You know what? In the cooler weather, a lot of people turning on their furnaces, and uh, Vacuman's been very busy, you know, like as people sort of realize that that dusty smell from all the pollen and maybe a lot of air that gets uh, uh, gets caught in our ductwork. Anyway, it's been very busy, but i got a funny story quickly. Yeah, I, got, to yeah, I was going to ask you about this anyway, so go ahead with the story. So I, uh, as many of us, we get phone calls, and yours truly. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I happen to be the president of Acumen Furnace and Duct Cleaning. I am no exception to the fact that we, I get solicited calls. So this week, I get a phone call. In fact, yesterday, I get a phone call in the morning, and it's a duct cleaning company asking, or sorry, telling me that uh, they were going to return and do my duct cleaning. Um, when I asked them what's the name of their company, um, they told me that their name was Vacuum. Man. So it was one of those interesting notes that these soliciting phone calls, which, by the way, they shouldn't be doing, and that's something we don't do at Vacuman. They're using my name, my corporate business name, to give credibility to the service they have. So to all the listeners out there, I just wanted to be clear. Number one, we don't phone solicit. Number two, uh, they may be impersonating Vacuman, and I just want to be uh, very straight. This is not our company calling you. So just be careful, be extra careful, and also I can't clean, and no no legitimate duct cleaning company can do it for $99. So if anyone's out there getting that deal, that price, and they're saying it's vacuum, man, not the case. So I even get solicited, Bill. <laughs> uh, how did you react to this? I mean, I mean, you get 8 million phone calls a day. I mean, I've never seen you without a phone to your ear. Uh, and, you know, and, and all of a sudden you get this one, and you said, wait a minute, I'm vacuum, man. What? Well, I, I was a little, at first I was taken back because I said, I'm, uh, you know, when they said we cleaned your ductwork in the past, and I just responded with, listen, I don't, you know, I have a company that does my duct cleaning. They're called Vacuman. I'm, I didn't. I didn't prompt anything. The response back immediately was, well, that's who we are. We're vacuum man. And then he continued to spell it to me. And at first I, I was a little, and you know me, Bill. I'm not one to be short of words. I tend, no. to, I tend to be able to react quite quickly. So I was a little taken back at a moment, and then I was asking the question further to, wait a minute, are you, wait, do you really think that's who you are? So finally, at the end of it, I, I had to explain to the gentleman, you've made the biggest mistake in your call center. I am the president of Vacuman, and whether he believed me or not, he hung up the phone. So uh, anyway, that was the result of the call. But uh, like I said, I, I, and this is the third time I've been called in the last three weeks as the president of my own duck cleaning company from another uh, company from India. Duck cleaning and those false calls from CRAs, they, they dominate just about everybody's phone calls these days. Uh, but be on the lookout. And we've talked about fraudulent behavior in the past uh, to do with the robocalls and everything else. So uh, be wary. But on uh, the other hand, uh, your point is well taken. Uh, it is the time of year. I mean, you know, it's been a little chilly the last couple of nights. And uh, that first time you turn the furnace on, that's the smell. You, ooh, what was that? And it's, it's just the stuff that's been accumulating in your ducts over the summertime months. And uh, not a bad idea to get into that. Uh, but call the real vacuum man if you want to get some details about that. Let's go on with digital photography school. Well, you know what? This goes back to a time when, Bill, you and I were working in radio back in the 90s. And it was always quick and easy to use a Polaroid camera. It was a big, bulky camera, and yeah. if anyone can remember, you, you get this cartridge, and you could easily, within minutes, 
take a photo, and then you kind of like move it up and down, give it some air, and you'd have this beautiful photo. Usually it's blurry, arms are cut off, heads don't <laughs> exist. And, and, and oh, you've, you have see, you've seen my work, away. have you? <laughs> so, in fact, I believe we had a gallery of it and a photo yeah, album yeah. of it. So, the the Polaroid is still existing today, and as we know, Kodak has had a big challenge in this digital world. Well, Polaroid is in the market, and this is actually ingenious because people are, you know, kids are back to school. One of the things is not so much they want a physical photo of of what they take. What they've got is stickers. So, Polaroid has now launched a mobile sticker printer. It attaches to your iPhone and you can put like a photo of your friends, do a selfie, and it's fairly reasonable. What you do is take a photo. Uh, it costs as the adapter is about $100 available at any uh, uh, major electronic store. Um, and you can get 20 sheets per cartridge and it prints out a cool little sticker. So if you want to put on your laptop or your locker or uh, maybe your mask that you wear to school, you can now print these little stickers from Polaroid and it connects with a Bluetooth. I thought it was pretty cool, especially during back to school time. Another little toy for them to stick in the school bag then. Uh, for those of you who are relatively new to Tech Talk, uh, I, I need to remind you, uh, Adam Oldfield loves robots. I just, I, you know, just with a passion, okay? Uh, I mean, now I know this program that you're going to talk about actually started in Japan, and it was pretty successful, uh, and it's basically companion robots, and, and I guess the U.K. is picking up on this now, are they? The U.K. is running a test right now in retirement homes, and I can tell you that uh, it wouldn't be surprising if we see this roll into Canada, and it should be in Canada sooner than later, Bill. Um, but they're doing a test, and, I mean, robots have been around since 2015. I, in fact, this specific robot is one that we spoke about on Tech Talk about two years ago, and it's called uh, Pepper, and Pepper is a robotic, uh, looks like a, a something out of uh, a 2001 Space Odyssey, but it rolls on wheels. And what's neat about the robot is it's had a lot of upgrades. It's got artificial intelligence. And right now, um, during COVID, I mean, my grandmother has been in a uh, retirement home and she's, you know, kind of isolated from visitation. So there's a lot of, uh, of our elders that don't have a lot of that opportunity to meet up with a nurse or have the chance to have dialogue or have that conversation. So this is really, really, I think, critical for mental health. And, and not just in young people, it's in older people, especially during this time. And it, what it does is it gives that, that comfort of the, uh, uh, of the person to be able to talk and get a conversation back. It's not just what's the weather or, you know, what's going on in the news. Um, it actually will allow a dialogue. The artificial intelligence allows a conversation to happen. They can be able to, you know, it's, if one of our uh, senior citizens has a story to tell or they want to talk about their days in their younger years, they can be able to journal it and it can keep a recording. Um, maybe you want to pass it on to family members. Those stories are dialogue. It has a recording. So it helps mentally, this ability, and they're, they're running a test in the UK, and it's going quite well. Now, I also want to indicate, this isn't cheap. I think we can talk about robots and, uh, you know, and artificial intelligence, but just to give you an idea, this robot, if you were to buy it today, it's around $3,000 Canadian just to purchase it, but you have to pay a $300 a month subscription. And that's, that's pretty pricey when you
and you think I need a friend, um, that's a very expensive friend to sit and talk to. Um, so Adam Oldfield can be available for phone calls and Zoom calls at that price if you'd like to consider. But I don't know if that's really a price that's reasonable, but it's something that maybe with popularity will come down. But robots might be helping mental health issues, Bill. Well, I, I, listen, it's crazy. I mean, you know, you're, you're paying $3,000 for the unit and then 3600 bucks a month for the, the, for the licensing. I mean, that's, that's silliness. Uh, it, it, so you're right. I mean, that something's got to happen. But I just harken back to the, you know, the first VCR I ever bought was 1000 bucks. Um, and, and, and it was beta, by the way. I blew that one, too. Uh, so, uh, but, you know, they, they, within a year, they were down to less than, well, a third of that price. And I'm hoping it's going to happen with this program, too. Well, it could be, but I also look at smartphones because we're going to lead to that in our next topic. But just as a side note, smartphones started out with the Cantel, and they were really like $19 a month, and then they got even cheaper. And now they've gone the ramp up in the wrong direction, and now smartphones are into that 2000 to $3,000 category. So it will come down with popularity, but as they get more advanced, they probably will also increase. That's the challenge with technology today. Well, you're talking about smartphones. T- talk to me about LG. That's a company that a lot of people were a little wary of because, well, they weren't one of the big guys. Uh, everybody's using LG stuff right now, appliances, phones, everything. These guys have really made inroads into the market. You know what? It's the one that I don't think gets enough attention because we've been talking about Huawei so much. And, yeah. you know, not only with the fact that they're not around, but LG is one of the top Android phones in the market that you can purchase. It's not just Samsung. LG is one of those top markets. And we saw in the news in the last week or so that uh, Samsung came out with a folding screen. They've got the flip phone. They've got the new Note 20. Well, LG just came out with a really, really cool uh, phone, and it's called wing and it's two monitors think of it as two uh, uh, L, uh screens phone screens and the top screen flips rotates and it actually looks like a t and it gives that digital keyboard sense while you have a uh, portrait size uh, or landscape size looking screen at the top so you know, it actually reminded me a little bit of what BlackBerry was trying to do, except it's got a digital screen. Everyone's got these ideas, and obviously Samsung has the folding glass. Um, we'll come to Samsung in a moment with a future yeah. thing they're coming up with. But this one particularly, it's it's pretty cool, Bill. I have to say, it's, a, it's an innovative way LG is going to come into the market and compete with Samsung. Okay, for those of us that are working at home and have been like you and I have for a number of months now, uh, obviously we're saving money because we're not traveling as much, you know, not spending money on gas, so we've got a little more disposable income. Uh, and the temptation is to say, hey, you know what, this is something I probably never would ordinarily buy, but I kind of like this one, which is why when you told me about this smart coffee table, I figured, <laughs> I think i got a spot for that in our living room. I like this. Talk to us about this. Okay, so first of all, the one thing about anything electronic when it comes to smart devices requires electricity, right? I mean, that's yep. the first thing is, where do I plug it in? So it's called the Sobro. If you Google it, you'll see a coffee table that's becoming quite popular, uh, and it's not available at Ikea, uh, just as a <laughs> side note. But uh, the Sobro is a coffee table. It's a, got a smart device, but it's got a, 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 a lithium-ion battery inside the smart, the smart table. What's cool about that is it's able to run a fridge so think of it as a drawer that you can pull open and there's your cool drinks whether it's uh soft drinks could be alcohol uh maybe you want a cold beer um i mean it really does epitomize the hey get up and get me a beer versus pressing a button on your phone because it's a smart table you can now push a button on your smartphone and the drawer will open short of it 
spitting out a beer or popping it out of the drawer. It's pretty cool that it runs with Alexa. So you can control it with telling the smart uh, coffee table, hey, uh, turn down the temperature a couple degrees. It runs, like I said, off a lithium-ion battery, very similar to what's in Tesla or in our electric vehicles, which means you'll probably get close to about a month of, of p- juice out of this, and then you can plug it in, give it a charge up. It takes about 40 minutes, and you got another month of cool drinks in a coffee table sitting in your living room, Bill. Well, NFL season started, so, I mean, you know, you never have to get up off your chair if you got something like this. Just, Alexa, stock the bar for me again. Uh, it's a possibility. <laughs> I, I want to give you time because I know you love Samsung. Give me a t- uh, uh, some opportunities right now to talk about the, the, the new concept that Sam's got. Well, yeah, LG came out with a phone we talked about. Samsung, not to be outdone, has just authorized, just got approval on a patent, get this, for a transparent cell phone. Transparent. So think of a cell phone. Of uh, You're literally going to be buying from Samsung a piece of glass. That's pretty much what the future is going to hold, Bill. So you're going to get this glass for $3,000. I don't know what they're pricing it, but it's a transparent glass. And in that, it allows the ability to look directly through the phone. And why would you want that? Why would you want this glass with a holographic look to it? Well, first of all, we know that augmented reality is coming. uh, It already exists. Holographic usage is unbelievably starting to ramp up. Like we're talking next year, probably by next week, I'll have a few more discussions on Tech Talk about holographic displays becoming the mainstream of what we look. Well, Samsung in the next probably two years is going to have a piece of glass, transparent. Uh, It will allow you to run a smartphone 100% directly by just holding the glass, tapping the screen, using your voice, and you'll be walking around with a piece of glass going, wow, that's a very expensive see-through piece. And it's going to be the new Samsung phone. They just got the patent authorized. I can't wait to see what they're going to do with it in the near future. Well, you won't be able to see it. It's, it's transparent. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Fortnite and Apple are spending a lot of time in court these days. How's that going? Well, this is a precedence because I mean right now what we're watching is David and Goliath out there and obviously Apple is a two trillion dollar company we know that Fortnite which is Epic Games is a 500 billion dollar company so a couple months ago they got into a bit of a war Uh, Epic Games said hey Apple you're taking 30 percent of our revenues we're trying to run a business here and they Apple wanted all of the additional sales inside the game so when you want to upgrade a character or I don't I don't know what you would buy, better weapons or something in the video game. Apple wants 30% of everything that you could upgrade. Epic Games was arguing over the fact that, A, 30% is too much. Number two, it's unfair that the uh, user in our world is purchasing and Apple gets a cut of it. It's got nothing to do with Apple. So this is what the battle is. Well, Apple wasn't going to stand for it, and now they've countersued Fortnite. They demanded that their repu- Apple has repu- Reputation's been damaged by Fortnite and has created, uh, I don't know how, I mean, Apple, I don't feel is really hurting by what's going on, but they feel the reputation has been damaged. Why this is so important, Bill, is that Apple has now disabled the algorithm and it's called Unreal Engine. It's a software that a lot of video game developers use, a lot of independent guys that are trying to get into the market. Well, Apple has now put a suspension on it. 
and now the independent guys are getting hurt. So not only is it David and Goliath, but Billy's in the mix. And poor little Billy is this independent coder going, come on, man. I just want to make a video game and make a buck. And guess what? This is just going to set a massive precedence for the future. Why? And let me tell you, well, if the judge rules in favor of Apple, then this could set a massive uh, challenge overall, meaning that many people might be uh, more apt to say, I don't want to use your application, Apple. You've obviously shown you're a bully, and I don't want to work in that environment. Whereas, I could go to Android, and that might push a lot of people away from the Apple world. This is going to be very interesting to see what happens when the judge makes his decision. We've got about a minute left here, but I wanted to ask you about the Apple Watch while we're on the topic of Apple here right now. They had a falling out with Google Maps a while ago. Is that fixed? That is correct. And you know what? I put this in here because I know, Bill, you're an Apple fan. You have yep. an Apple Watch. And I remember this conversation of you and I talking about this. Google and Apple had a little bit of a falling out. And that falling out was really particularly about Apple coming out with their new map program. And Google Maps was, I don't know, maybe their feelings were hurt. I don't know. But whatever the real the deal was, Apple Google Maps made a point. We're pulling it off Apple Watch. This is not a long-term thing, they said. Of course, it took three years. And it looks like anyone with that Apple Watch will soon, when I say soon, as in this week, you'll be able to download the Google Maps once again on your Apple Watch, and you'll be able to track and follow and get your directions the way you go. So whatever that debate was, it's been resolved. Apple and Google are now friends, and they'll help you get to where you need to be, all on your friendly wrist. And they live happily ever after. Uh, we, Tech Talk, we do this every Friday, 1135, brought to you by Vacuman. Adam, have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next week. You too. Thanks, Bill. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.